Hello. Oh my gosh, guys. I think it's been about, oh, actually, I don't even know how long it's been. I know it's definitely been more than two months since I've sat down with my microphone and recorded a podcast episode. Um, But when I tell you guys I've been itching to do it again, um, I have. (laughs) Like, Every week I had been thinking about, like over the past couple months, I'm like, I need to to sit back down and start recording a podcast episode every week again. But uh, when I tell you it's been crazy, uh, it really has. I think my life has changed, done a complete 180, maybe not a complete 180. I mean, you guys know that, well, for those of you who don't know, I recently started medical school um, in the beginning of August. And so it's been a while. I wouldn't say it's been a while. It's been a few months. Um, And it, oh, we'll talk more, like we're going to talk about it in this episode. I just like wanted to, I guess, update you guys on what's all been going on and how it's been going. And honestly, just like things that I've learned about, you know, medical school and about myself and, um, just like what also like what's happened in the past few months. Um, and yeah, like that's just what I wanted to share today, but yeah, it's been a while when I say that like my mind has, is truly occupied by medical school most of the time. (laughs) Um, it is. And for the people who are close to me or around me, uh, they would know because that's literally all I talk about. And is it annoying? Probably. Can I help it? No. Uh, (laughs) That's just how it's probably going to be for the next four years, considering um, just how much time med school takes um, of like your day-to-day life. I don't want to say it like takes up your day. Obviously there are hours where I'm studying where I'm like, I wish it was my gap year again. I could just walk through, you know, like the streets of New York and just go get a pastry and like go see an art museum and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it really has been like a work hard, play hard mindset, uh, for the past few months. And I've, now that I've finished, um, one block, which is basically, for my medical school, we go on a block system. So there's like four blocks within like one academic year and one block is around two months. And at the end of the block, there's like a week of exams. And, um, I just finished my first block. And now that I've like gotten one under my belt, I feel like I can kind of relax a little bit. I don't know. Is that, is that toxic? I'm not really sure, but I, I feel like I can relax a little bit more and, now I feel like I have the mental space to basically like start my hobbies back up again, like podcasting. The only hobby I've been able to keep up with is crocheting. Um, and I'll literally just do that at night, you know, when I'm talking to my friend or my boyfriend. So it's like, yeah, very limited in terms of uh, actually having time for hobbies, but I don't want to say all of this to be 
um, like, oh, what was me? You know, I don't have time for anything anymore. No, it's just that like my time has shifted towards something else, uh, towards another goal. And I, I, I just wanted to like talk with you guys about it because it's been so long. Um, and honestly, podcasting to me is uh, basically therapy. <laughs> Just because uh, your girl like, cannot afford therapy right now, um, but it is like talk therapy for me, or maybe I just like hearing the sound of my own voice. Who knows? Um, but I am very excited for today's episode, um, and yeah, okay, let's dive into it. So I think like let's start from the beginning. So uh, I started medical school in the beginning of August and uh, mm, I think at first it was exciting, but I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. You know, as someone who has been thinking about potentially doing medicine for a whole life and has had doubts about doing medicine, um, thinking about like what she actually wants to do with her life, like basically having that whole identity crisis. And I'm sure you guys remember throughout my gap year, you know, applying also sucks. Um, the process is not easy and you're just constantly, um, you know, trying to pick yourself up, uh, and trying to keep going ahead, even though there's like so many signs where, I don't want to say signs, but there's just like, there are more obstacles, I feel like. Um, and obviously the barrier to entry into medicine is a lot. But yes, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I was like, it's not undergrad. I Like all the stuff I have to learn I do actually have to know and it's not just like a final that I can blow off, you know, but I think I was just trying to take it all in and I also was really dedicated to finding a good support system um, just because medical school is insane, (laughs) Uh, insanely hard, but I knew that I didn't want to be the person that just, just focused on school. So I think I mentally, I don't know if it was consciously or subconsciously, just tried to make sure that I was basically trying to build a support system that would help me for the next four years. And I mean, these people are the people that I'm going to be with for the next four years, you know? And honestly, I think I may have focused on that a little too much, um, considering how much time or how many times I said yes to like hanging out with people and I should have just like been resting or sleeping or anything like that. But I mean, obviously looking back on it, I'm not going, I don't regret it at all. Um, you know, I have met some amazing, amazing people already within like the first, even like the first week, uh, like orientation week, which was so long and unnecessarily long in my opinion. Um, but even within the first week itself, it, I already had met people that I was genuinely inspired by and am grateful for their presence in my life, uh, which is like 
I don't know why I thought it would be surprising. I think it's because like once you maybe reach a certain uh, milestone in your life, like, oh, I graduated college. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why this may be, but you kind of think like, oh, you know, maybe that's it. Like that's, uh, you know, I found my people there and, you know, that's pretty much like the people that I'm going to have talked to for the rest of my life or will talk to for the rest of my life. And da, 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 da. it's such like a young person's mindset. I don't know why, but, um, anyway, I was genuinely surprised by how amazing the people are and, um, obviously so grateful for it. Uh, and I don't think I would have survived Buck one without them. So, uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, but anyway, back to, you know, the first week. So first week was actually orientation week, but then first week of actual med school, like everything, like they don't have like a little buffer. Uh, they just really like put you in there, you know, like they put you to work. Uh, so like the, I think day one, I spent like seven hours on a presentation that I have to do, uh, to present on like Wednesday. And it's about a topic that I think was about like pregnancy, (laughs) which if you guys don't know, pregnancy talking about like the, physiological changes, the mental changes, the biochemical changes, like it's a lot. Okay. Um, the anatomy of the human body, it's a lot. So, uh, yeah, looking back on that, that was crazy to present on, on the first day, but, uh, we made it through, but yeah, the first week was crazy. You're just kind of thrown into it. You're presenting, you're, uh, learning, you're meeting new people, you're understanding like what kind of information you're lacking, um, which you definitely feel like you're lacking a lot. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but at the same time of feeling like I am lacking in a lot of the education, I also felt so excited to learn so much, um, and just be so academically stimulated. I feel like at some point in undergrad, it was academically stimulating, but not in a way where, you know, it felt, I don't know, purposeful. It felt, um, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it because in undergrad, you're learning so many different things, or at least I did because I had my sustainability major. I had pre-med classes. I had like my art history classes and I loved learning the breadth of it all, but at the same time, it's so nice to kind of hone in on like one kind of field and to just kind of keep pushing and pursuing that and like learning more about it, discovering more layers and being able to really dive down into a certain topic. Um, Wow. That sounded nerdy as hell. This is how med school has made me be. Sometimes I'll talk to my friends uh, about just like the stuff uh, that I learned in med school and how med students think. And these are friends like outside of medicine and they're just like, you're so lame, like cool, but lame. And I think the epitome of it was when I got, if you guys don't know, there's this like flashcard system called Anki and uh, you basically 
do flashcards like on your computer and that's, that's what you do. And there's like a whole system with it. Um, but the interface of the Anki system, like, isn't really great. So a lot of people get a remote for it so that you can like click through flashcards a lot faster. And it looks like a mini Nintendo type of game pad. And I like showed it to my friends and they're like, this is so lame. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I could definitely see from like an outside perspective, just like, what the fuck? Like you need a remote to do your flashcards, make it go faster. Yada, yada. Um, I definitely laugh about it now. Uh, or I still laugh about it because being a med student is nerdy as hell. Anyway, we are thrown into it and we basically like present like two times a week on a topic that we don't know yet. So we're constantly learning and there's lecture, there's small group, there's anatomy lab, there's so many different aspects to learning in medicine. And it's a really challenging, but really fun time for me personally. I can't speak for everyone else. Um, if anyone in my class is listening to this, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not ready to break that fourth wall yet. <laughs> but anyway, it's so wait, then a couple of weeks after, I think about maybe like week four, uh, my mom called me in the middle of studying. Um, and we were actually, oddly enough, <clears throat> studying about cancer, uh, like an introductory, uh, uh, what is it? Presentation about cancer or something like that. And my mom called me and she told me that my grandma passed away. And uh, I still remember that phone call now. Um, I think I just was at a loss for words. This grandma, she's my grandma, she was my grandma on my dad's side. And she was, I think like the most kind human I've ever met or have had the grace graciousness no the the opportunity to meet and she loved me um more than anyone I don't like more than I feel like I deserved honestly which is so weird to say but uh well my dad took our family and we immigrated to the U.S. And um, I didn't know at the time, obviously, because I was a kid, but obviously that was really hard on my grandparents uh, to like have their kid move away, their family move away. And when I heard that my grandma passed away, there were just like many feelings of, I don't know, maybe regret isn't the right word, but a lot of things I thought about that I wish that I could have done more for her, but also at the same time, I couldn't really have because, you know, it's not like I had the means or the money to fly back to Korea more often uh, to see her. And, you know, I there was always a language barrier aspect as well. I can speak Korean, but not like too well. And I started thinking things like I should have 
tried to learn Korean better. I should have, like, the, all these thoughts. I wish I could have spoken to her. I wish I would have known her better. I wish I took the time and the opportunity to know her better. But, I mean, every time I would go and visit her um, in Korea, it was now, like, that, that I've had some time to think about it, like, our way of communication wasn't really through words. Um, obviously, like, a little bit of it. But it was more through the act of her, you know, making me a meal. Um, I know, very... <laughs> what a very Korean or Asian storyline. Or, like, cutting me fruit, you know. That, I think, was the way we communicated with each other. She also took so much time to, I think, just make her place, um, her and my grandpa's place, the most comfortable for us. Um, I'll never forget the smell of my grandma's, grandma and grandpa's apartment in Korea. I'll never forget like the feeling of the floors, uh, which is really specific. And if you've ever been inside a Korean apartment, you, I think you know what I'm talking about, the, but the floors are different in Korea than in America. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure how to describe it. It's just different. And I remember this, yeah, the smell, the floors, the exact layout. Um, and there was a time in middle school where I spent like a summer there in Korea. And I remember like all the times me and Julia played. Julia is my sister. Uh, me and times that Julian played and where we played and how we played. And you just kind of, those things stick with you. And I think... Even though when I was self-flagellating myself, <laughs> as I do, honestly, way too often, which we'll also talk about, um, I also remembered like all of the good times that we did have. And I don't know, death is such a weird thing. It makes you think about so many different things. It makes you think about the first time you met, although I don't obviously remember the first time I met my grandma, like she took care of me when I was very, very little. She, her and my grandpa would come to the U S to take care of us. Um, when my parents didn't have time to, uh, cause they were working and trying to become doctors in the U S they would come to take care of us. They would, you know, basically any memory I had with them was, a memory of comfort and feeling like I'm at home. So I don't know. I mean, that's like an awesome thing to have. Not many people, um, not everyone has that opportunity to feel that way about, you know, a relative passing away. Um, but it definitely shook me. I, I cried. <laughs> I cried a decent amount and it was a weird feeling. It was, a again, like the feeling of regret, but also happiness, but also nostalgia, but also like glad that she was in a better place because she had been suffering for, I would say, quite some time. Um, she did have cancer and it got to the point where she was suffering more than she was living. And um, that part also stuck with me because I was like, I was upset that I couldn't have been there for her but it's also at the same time like how could I 
have been there for her. I don't know. Um, I still have uh, our Cacao Talk messages on my phone, and I don't think I'll ever delete them, uh, especially over the past, uh, I would say, like, year. We had been messaging more frequently than ever, and I'm, like, so grateful to have had at least those messages as well and to be able to look back on them. Although every time I've looked back on them, they've made me cry. So uh, it's like I can't do it too often, but I those messages, they keep very near and dear to my heart. And I, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad she's in a better place. And I just, I, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I want to keep making her proud even though um I don't know that's like an arbitrary concept like make like you know because can you make someone who's passed away proud I feel like you can um or maybe it'll bring more comfort to me um you know but I feel like I want to hope in some kind of afterlife you know where she's just chilling she's you know, lounging on her chair. She's able to walk around um, without feeling tired from like her chemo and whatever. So we're going to hope for the best there. Um, yeah, sorry. This turned into <laughs> a little side uh, quest about my grandma passing away, but it, that did happen during my first block of med school. And it it had a profound impact on me in a way that um, kind of let me reorient myself and think about the position that I'm in. And I think just like being grateful for where I'm at, you know, I feel like death can make you think so much about gratitude and uh, just about where you're at in life. Like I wouldn't be in a medical school in the United States if my grandma hadn't pushed my dad to, you know, be a doctor. And if my doc doctor, <laughs> my dad hadn't decided to, uh, you know, move our family to the U.S. And if I hadn't been exposed to medicine, would I be here right now? I don't know. Like those are the questions that you ask and it just kind of makes you grateful for where you're at in life. And that also helped me reorient myself uh, to like not fall into the trap of, you know, comparing yourself academically, thinking school is everything, thinking that, you know, just being at the top of everything is what's worth it in life because it's simply not. Um, oh my God, my voice is... I'm going to drink my coffee. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Um, I also have been like kind of semi-sick for the past week because for my week break after exams, I went a little too hard. Uh, but we'll talk about that as well. Anyway, uh, it was the time to reorient, like I said, and it was good. I'm glad that I did. And it kept pushing me forward. Um, 
even though I think around that time I was a little like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Because you know, I'm putting hours into every day studying. I always feel like I'm not studying right. Uh, I always felt like I was lacking in something whenever I didn't know something uh, that other people did know. Um, I was like, oh shit, like I'm so behind when in reality, like I just needed to read another chapter of a textbook and then I would know that thing, you know? Um, so it was really just telling myself that I didn't need to get in over my head. But, you know, as the perfectionist that I am, it was difficult for me to think that before, right before exams. Uh, so I would say right before exams and during exam week, honestly, it was hell. Like when I say I don't think I had experienced uh, physical uh, symptoms from stress, really, like besides like, oh, like maybe I didn't sleep as well last night or anything like that. Like I had felt like chest, what is it like? you know, like the feelings in your chest from anxiety, I would get those, you know, and I really wanted to like work on that this block because I don't want to feel that again. Um, and so we're working on it. Uh, but it got to the point where I was like, I need to chill out, you know, um, just cause like when you're thrown into it and you don't really know what to expect, you just try so hard and you're just hoping for the best. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I I'm not used to that. You know, you know me with uncertainty. It's like, ooh. <laughs> um, I joke because I do need to be okay with uncertainty because that's life. Um Yes, that is life. And if you didn't know that, uh you do now. You any I think even the people who are so at the top of their field, um, seem to have it all, that kind of stuff. They, there will always be uncertainty in life and you just can't do anything about it until it's over. And that's just how it is. And I am working on getting better at accepting that. Um, it is, yeah, it's, difficult coming from a perfectionist type a mindset um but i feel like this is a lot of how just very high functioning uh ambitious people are not all of them obviously um but a lot of them and that's just something we need to work on you know yeah another thing that I feel like has changed so much for me within the past few months is how much I've grown as a person. Um, so even besides, you know, my grandma passing away, me starting medical school, I've learned so much about myself in the past few months um, than I feel like I ever really had in undergrad, honestly. Because uh, you're constantly pushed here like academically professionally and every day you're not every day maybe like every other day you're there's a lot of like small group sessions that we have and I am not 
always or have not always been someone who, you know, is okay with speaking, publicly speaking, uh, when I don't know the answer to something. You know, I am not the type of person when you're in a lecture and the professor asks a question, I'm not the person to raise my hand, okay? I'm the person to think about the answer, answer it in my head, and then when someone else says an answer, I'll confirm whether or not I got my answer right or wrong based on their answer. But I will never be or had never been the one to, you know, answer or ask a question like that. And I had been working on it in undergrad a little bit more, uh, but I, I don't think I'd ever really been pushed to do it um, besides that. And here, especially in medicine, like you, you have to be able to do that because the whole basis of medicine, there's a lot that we do know, obviously, about the human body, but there's also so much that we don't know, you know, so you're there's a lot of times where you may be presenting on something that isn't that known yet. You know, like you're, maybe you're presenting on, I don't know, the mechanism of a certain pathway in your body. And we just don't know enough about that pathway because it just hasn't been researched yet or there hasn't been a solid answer about it. So you're presenting on stuff that, you know, other people may not even know, but you have to be able to confidently present it to other people, you know? And that messed with my head because <laughs> I'm so used to presenting on stuff that I spend hours over making sure I perfect my knowledge on it. And if I don't know an answer to a question that someone asks me um, at the end of that presentation, I found uh, I find it to be my lacking, you know, like, oh, Ah, I should have studied more. I should have. I should have learned more. I should have done this, whatever. But maturing for me is slowly realizing that no one actually really knows what they're doing, and I need to be confident enough to say what I, you know, want to say. Like put my ideas out there because no one else is going to do that for me, and to be able to comp confidently present stuff to people and also be confident to say, I don't know. And I'll try and learn more about it when um, like someone asks me a question and I don't know the answer to it. You know, That has been, I think, the biggest, biggest learning lesson for me the past few months. And I really, really felt this because during the first couple of weeks of when I started medical school, I was I met all these amazing people, but these I, people I felt like knew more than me. You know, I, these people majored in neuroscience or majored in biochemistry, majored in science, STEM-based uh, majors, and I majored, majored in global sustainability, which I don't regret whatsoever. I loved it, but. Obviously, global sustainability isn't going to teach me all the biochemical pathways, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but then it took me a couple of weeks to realize that, yes, maybe some people are more comfortable with this like terminology. Maybe people have backgrounds from so many different areas and maybe know way more about like the heart than I ever will um, or have up until this point. It was realizing that this is all for a reason 
um, like we want this diversity. If I was only presented with people who majored in global sustainability and art history and uh, was also interested in medicine and we all thought the same way, we all had the same knowledge base, like that wouldn't push me. And it's also okay that I don't know what they may know because maybe I know something that they don't know or maybe we both don't know something and we'll learn it together. Like that's the whole point, you know? <clears throat> oh my God, my voice is deteriorating. I need a coffee break again. Okay, I'm back. So in that aspect, I feel like I've grown so much. You know, I, from even one block, I feel less of the fear of rejection um, and the look of not even, I, no, that's like me overthinking. I was about to say like the look of people's face when I say something wrong, but that's just like my own uh, projection that people are going to think less of me, <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's been freeing, honestly, to be able to break myself out of this shell and I know it's like, like a, so it couldn't be so easy for other people to put their ideas out there without any inhibition and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I feel like I, it's the way I've been raised, the way I've been conditioned and more just like who I am. Like, I love thinking about what I'm about to say before I say it, you know, I'm like that type of person. Um, and obviously I still stand by that concept of you do, you should think about what you say before you say it. You shouldn't just be like saying stupid shit, you know? But all in all, I, because I've been able to really push myself to be a better human being and a better person in a professional environment or like in a career setting, I think this is like the most proud I've ever been of myself. Like even more than when I got, uh, was it like first place at my Taekwondo nationals in high school? <clears throat> like objectively, that was pretty sick, right? But even then, I I don't know. Like I felt like it was good, but I don't think I felt the same feeling that I feel now. And I think it's because I've worked on stuff about myself that I hadn't really worked on before, like my confidence, being able to uh, talk without inhibition, uh, and to express my ideas. And I feel like with something like in Taekwondo that I did in high school, working on technique and my fitness hadn't really been a challenge for me. Like, obviously it is a challenge. You're working, you're, you're working hard, but if there's one thing that I can do, it's work hard. Right. And there were certain aspects about myself, like I said, about my confidence and all that kind of stuff that I feel like I hadn't been able to really grow on. And I'm so grateful that I get to be in an environment that I think is safe enough to work on this about myself. Um, 
and just like really see myself grow as a human being. And I really appreciate that. And I do things that now that I never thought I could do before. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like weirdly proud of myself, like even more than me passing my exams for this vlog or for this past vlog, which is so weird. And I was pretty proud of me, you know, so anyway, it's, it's been a while past few months, like I've said, um, also I live in the same city as my family now which is crazy. I haven't done that since uh, high school. You know, like I lived away for college. I had my gap year in New York and now we live in the same city. <clears throat> and when I tell you it's game changer, <laughs> it really is. Like I, the fact that I can just go home sometimes and just have a home cooked meal after a rough day or to see my siblings. Um, especially my little brother, he's there. I was always worried that I would be like missing him growing up because I, you know, live far away. I'm like pursuing my career and all this kind of stuff, but now I get to see him way more often. And I don't know. I'm just very grateful to have him around and obviously my sister as well. Uh, and we just vibe and chat and, you know, do stupid shit all the time as well. And then, um, you know, I spend a lot of time, more time with my parents and me and my dad, I feel like have gotten a lot closer over the past year. Um, and I truly think it's because I'm just able to see him on a more regular basis. And also the fact that I'm also pursuing medicine, which is like the one thing that he does really understand. <laughs> so we're able to bond on that as well. And I don't know, like you don't really get the like so you don't really get the opportunity to bond with your parent about because if you're pursuing the same career, it's like I don't know. There's like a certain bond there. Um, cause he's also a doctor. My mom's also a doctor, but, uh, specifically for this block, there was some certain things that my dad had more knowledge in and he was able to help me in like my anatomy lab. Uh, cause he's like a shoulder and elbow guy. Uh, so he was able to like quiz me and help me label structures and whatever. And we like talk about, you know, medicine and what it's like. And I tell him my perspective as, uh, like American college grad, uh, or yeah, graduate. And he tells me his perspective from graduating med school in Korea. And it's like, I don't know. It's like a weird, it's like at the point, you know, that age where you're learning what your parents are like as human beings rather than just your parents, you know, obviously they're still your parents, but like you're learning who they are. And especially like as someone so tied to their career, like my dad is, um, it's nice to be able to, I guess, yeah, like bond with him in that aspect. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 
I this is also because this is like the first week of the next block, so I am feeling a lot of gratitude, I think, lately, which is good. Um but it's also because like I'm not knee deep in exams right now, so I'm a little less cynical about the world, maybe. Uh but I think it's also good to just kind of look around and just kind of see where you're at and know that there were so many factors working into or playing into putting you exactly right here. And so you're meant to be right here, you know, and I never thought I would do medical school in the same city as my family. I don't know why. It's just like one of those things that I never thought would really line up. And at first I was a little hesitant because I don't know. I was like, Oh my God. Is, is it going to be too overbearing, like having them around just because I, I hadn't had them around um, for a very long time? I think it's been like five years. <clears throat> oh my God, guys, my voice is not doing well, but it like deteriorates as I keep talking, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I hadn't been around them for like five years because undergrad plus my gap year, right? And I thought I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's going to be too overbearing. Like, I don't know, like, uh, I won't be able to handle both like school and family, whatever. Yeah. I was completely wrong about that for sure. Um, and I'm glad that I learned that lesson because it's only, I think, added benefit to my life to be able to see my family on the weekend and maybe even during the week, um, it's really good to have a support system, like I said. So that's been, yeah, that's been really nice. Um, I don't really know what else to say, honestly, about the past few months. Those are like the big main things that I've been thinking about and have been wanting to talk about and wanting to share with you guys. Um, but I'm excited to really start this up again. And I think that I'll be trying to post um, every other week. So instead of every week, we'll be doing every other week, uh, just because that's probably the most I'll be able to handle. Um, but every other week, I will try and update you guys on my life. And then also, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about something. We'll, f we'll figure out what we're talking about. Uh, I also have been thinking about the direction I want this podcast to go. And I don't know, I do love the talk therapy aspect of it. And I think I will keep that. Um, but I don't know if you guys have any other ideas of like what you guys would want to hear from me, that would be really nice as well. Um, I don't know. Just let me know. It's been, uh, <clears throat> really nice to be able to sit down again and, you know, hear my voice for 45 minutes. <laughs> Even though my voice is breaking down, I apologize for any hoarseness um, of my voice. Even though you guys probably don't care. I don't know. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, don't worry, I'm doing well, even though I'm knee deep in learning about the heart right now. And 
I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week and maybe take a step back and look around and just kind of see where you are and enjoy it because no one else is going to enjoy it for you. Um, So yeah. Okay. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.